Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the In This League Fantasy Podcast Network. In This League Fantasy Basketball Podcast, online at inthisleague.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and SoundCloud today. Now, here's your host, Bogman and the Welsh. And welcome in to the In This League Fantasy Basketball Podcast, episode 53. It's the second episode of the week-long episodes. We're doing some ranks. We're talking forwards today. We talked centers yesterday, so go check that out. If you're skipping ahead, don't do that. That's bad. Bad. Uh, I am the Welsh. <laughs> that is Bogman. It's bad. It's bad. Uh, Skipping ahead is bad. It's bad. Drugs are bad. Uh, I am the Welsh. That is Bogman. You can find us on Twitter. Is it the Welsh? That is my handle. Or Bogman Sports. That is his. That is my co-host. Bogman, how we doing? Tuesday, more basketball. We're talking all basketball this week. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Loving basketball. Ready for the season to start. Let's go. Yep. Let's, let's not go. talk football because football sucks. Right? Um, I'm not very excited with football right now. I mean... My fantasy teams are good, but my actual team sucks. So there you go. It's a quandary that we all face. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Tomorrow we're going to be talking guards, and then we're going to be doing the top 200 on Thursday with the mock draft on Friday. Very, very fun. Very excited to be doing all this. Glad to have you guys aboard. Glad to be talking basketball again. I know you guys are jazzed up. Make sure to hit us up on Twitter, the handles I gave you, or emails, is it the Welsh at gmail.com or scottbogman at gmail.com. If you guys have any questions you want us to cover in the podcast that are coming up next week, because after this week, we are going to go to two episodes a week. So we're not going to be daily. I mean, you know, anybody could do a daily podcast. It doesn't mean it's going to be good. We want to make sure <laughs> we're going to put out good content. And by doing that, we can't do it every single day because uh, I don't know. We don't have, we don't have enough sponsors. Have that are, yeah, exactly. Right. We have we have you know, we're balancing all of this. We have to have a little bit more to be able to do all of that. But uh, we're going to get into all this. We're going to talk the forwards here in just a minute. A couple news and notes for you guys to know. Uh, not a fantasy basketball related thing, but something I do want to let you guys know about. If you haven't already, if you don't listen to some of our other podcasts or football or baseball or uh, the thousands that we do, is last week we participated in a very, very funny thing. It ended up being a roast, essentially, called the Mr. Podcast 2015 Awards, which was uh, being handled by our buddies over at Friends with Fantasy Benefits, which I think they just launched a fantasy basketball podcast, too. And uh, Bogman and myself participated in it. And there is a question portion of the show, which we both did. Uh, there was a lot of roasting that Bogman and I did on everybody. <laughs> and then there was a talent portion of the show where um, you guys know my wherewithal with uh, doing music and writing songs. That happened. And you know how funny Bogman is with impressions. That happened. I don't even have any good skills. You know, like nunchuck skills, bow hunting skills. Where is this all going? <laughs> it doesn't have to do with fantasy basketball, but I suggest you go back and listen to it. The voting's already ended, but tomorrow they're going to announce who won the Mr. Podcast 2015. Hopefully Bogman and I will take it down. But if you want to check that out tomorrow, our, our buddies are at Friends of Fantasy Benefits will be having the finale, the results show. So go back and listen to the first one. Listen to the results. We'll post it on our website. Uh, the Mr. Podcast Awards is on our website too, which you can find at in this league.com Bogman 
let's talk about the listener leagues because if you guys have been listening, you know that you can get into our eight satellite listener leagues. We're going to have 10 to 12 man leagues, eight leagues with the winner going to a champions league. But you have to rate us and review us on iTunes and let Bogman know how are we looking right now on those leagues? Uh, we're filling up pretty good. If we're doing only 80 instead of 96, that would be 10-man leagues instead of 12-man leagues. Uh, we're getting close to a third of the way full. Okay. And um, we're you know only a couple days in. So if you want in, you need to do that pretty quick. Go give us an iTunes rating and review, and then email me, scottbogman at gmail.com. Let me know you did it, and I will put you on the list. We have our eight commissioners, so we're going to set up times and dates pretty soon here as soon as we figure out whether we're doing uh cats or we're doing points cats. so cats it's still but, by the way if you if you guys can vote remember uh, i told you guys looking on either episode 51 or i'm going to try to put them on the yesterday's episode and today's episode the poll that you guys can vote of either nine cat or points whichever wins that is going to be what all the listener leagues are and nine category still has a monster lead so we're only going to let the voting go through essentially to like Friday, Saturday, and then Monday or next week, we'll be announcing uh, who what the winner is. So make sure you get in on that quick. That's right, the Welsh. So go go and vote and get in our leagues, and it's going to be so much fun. So much fun. The winners all go into a Champions League, and uh, we are also doing a Champions League this year, the Welsh. Mm-hmm. And later this week, we'll announce how you get into that, both of this year's Champions League and one winner from the satellites even this year. So not only are the winners all going to get into the Champions League next year, and they're going to be playing for a prize next year, but everybody playing in the satellite leagues this year is going to have the opportunity for one person to win a ring from officialfantasyrings.com. Uh, Greg over there with officialfantasyrings.com, they make fantasy prizes for your leagues. They make these awesome championship rings, not the little crappy ones that make your fingers green. (laughs) These are like actual champ rings. Someone uh, is going to win that in the satellite leagues. It's going to be the the person with the best record and the highest points. And then also the the big league that we're going to do this year, the Champions League this season the winner is going to win a ring. So two rings up for grabs this this season. The easiest one or the one that does, has the least hoops is the one that you guys just go on iTunes, rate and review us. Which, by the way, we talked about some reviews yesterday. Let's do a couple more here, little Bogman. All right. Vladdy211 says, Top Tier Fantasy Podcast. I have scoured all of iTunes. I like that. I've scoured all of iTunes for the best fantasy basketball-related podcast. I searched around the world. And ITL is certainly top shelf. Why I like ITL. Guys are funny. It's like like a poem somehow. Guys are funny. Cool topics. And sound effects. Massive listener input. Listener leagues. Where you can participate with like-minded guys if you're serious about fantasy or just want something to listen to when working out, ITL is one of the best. Oh, I just started getting a clue. Really? Yeah, I'm totally getting a clue. There's no commas or periods in there, so forgive me for my stuttering through there. That was a, that was a big <laughs> sentence there. Uh, Guapa, Guapa's Ghost? That's a good one. Best, I love it. Best podcast on Mars or Earth. What is Guapa's Ghost? Oh, I don't know, but I love you trying to pronounce it. Yeah, it's on fleek, Bogman. It's on fleek. (laughs) It says, uh, let me tell you, this podcast is so amazing. It's out of this world. The humor, the analysis, the banter, all top notch. Oh, Oh, that's giving me a clue. Yeah, 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 I've got a raging clue right now. Uh, Another one, J. Scott Mizzou. Mizzou? Obviously from Missouri. I just can't speak. I'm not on fleek right now. Uh, (laughs) It says, new listener. 
<laughs> just heard the podcast for the first time today and love it. Lots of information with just the right amount of comedy and extras. I will definitely be tuning into future podcasts for my for my fantasy basketball information. That is freaking awesome. One last one, El Shorty 11, definitely a must hear. These guys have a unique way to run their show. It is very interesting and a fun podcast. Best of the best. Oh, Frank, seriously, I have such a raging clue right now. Thank you all for your awesome rate and reviews. You guys hopefully hit up Bogman. You will be in the listener leagues. You guys do the same thing. Do anything funny, write anything you want. Someone said we're the best podcast on Mars and earth. They found water on Mars. Yeah. Well, they're also and then finding they, ITL. They discovered our podcast, right? It was right next to the water. Yeah, exactly. That's how we roll. <laughs> That's how we roll. But uh, uh, all you guys got to do is just jump on there. Give us a little rate and review. We'll talk about you on the podcast. Be glad to answer your questions, be it on or off the podcast. And really looking forward to participating with all you guys. Uh, you guys are the champs of champs. And I know we're going to have some great leagues with some great drafts. And hopefully the information we're going to be rocking out to you guys is going to help you in every way. We've got great podcasts heading into draft season. And once we get in, you guys know we'll have top guests and we'll give you some of the best stuff we possibly can. But let's get into this. Last as I told you yesterday, we were doing the centers. Now, I use air quotes here that you can't see because that's horrible radio. But I'm <laughs> saying that because they're also like power forwards. It's anybody that qualified at center. And we're using Yahoo because they are the most liberal in their, you know, in, in where they're giving people position eligibility. So some of these guys, if you're playing in, I don't know, CBS, ESPN, maybe you're playing fan tracks or whatnot, it may not be the same, but we're going to just cover everybody that is in that. What this episode we're doing today, it is the forwards. We're doing 75. So you're going to have guys that could be centers in your league, small forwards, power forwards, but we're going to plow through those guys. Um, phrasing. Because uh, that's what we want to do for you. So let's do this, Bogman. Let's talk about some forwards. All right, the Welsh, I'll give you my 75 to 66 here to start. Uh, at the bottom here, I got Wilson Chandler, then J.R. Smith, Bojan Bogdanovic, Tony Allen, Porzingis, Costa Kufus, Jay Crowder, P.J. Tucker, Robert Covington, and Aaron Aflalo. Having uh, Porzingis and Kofis next to each other is not easy. Um, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll give you my 75 to 66. I have Porzingis at 75, Wilson Chandler, 74, P.J. Tucker, Bojan Bogdanovic, Jordan Hill, Jamal Crawford coming in at 70, and he's qualifying at small forward, so that's why he's there. Uh, Harrison Barnes, Amir Johnson, Aaron Aflalo, and Gorgie Jang showing up at 66. So there you go. So what we're going to be doing is we'll give you some nuggets here. We'll be going in forms of 10, and we'll just have our conversation about some of these guys. Uh, we already had a conversation about guys like Gorgie Jang in the last episode in Jordan Hill. Let me ask you about Porzingis. Let's just get right into it. The The young rookie drafted really high comparisons to anywhere from Sean Bradley to Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> we kind of know what we're in for for him with this season, where it looks like it's going to be Andrea Bargnani. <laughs> yeah, Andre, that's a that's could be the biggest comparison. Where <laughs> he looks to be on set to be like a low twenty minutes guy, but has a lot of talent in the world. What do you think about him moving forward? At you have him at seventy one, I have him at seventy five. Well, I think it's just kind of a uh, you know he's he's a starter, right? But he's not going to really get starter minutes, so. That's kind of the problem I see with Porzingis, and that's why I have him down here now. And how much will or, he really be a starter, by the way? You know, because they could put Kyle Quinn at power forward with yeah, Robin Quinn Lopez. Yeah, play power forward, and O'Quinn will play a lot of power forward. Yeah, and uh, I mean, they may even go small with Carmelo playing power forward. You know, so it really depends on his early development. So 
if he looks really strong in the first couple weeks, maybe they start giving him 25 minutes, you know, uh, in a month or so. But I think to start, he's really going to be limited. That's that's what they've said. I know it's coach speak a little bit, but um, you know, if he plays well enough, he'll he'll get time. If he plays really bad and he seems to be too raw, he'll get less time. And it's kind of a he's going to go one way or the other. And but I mean, I think the Welsh. We know one thing: there's no way you get him where we're going to have him ranked. Somebody's no. going to reach on that guy. He's got a lot of hype on him. Yeah, well, and 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 again, with these guys being like, there's some shooting guards in here and centers and stuff like that. Anybody that's a power forward or any type of forward position, I mean, he's sitting in the low 70, 70s to us. You know, he's going to rank a lot higher based on position scarcity. But I think what you're hinting at is like, I don't think either one of us are really going to like buy into him because someone's going to reach really high. You're going to have there's going to be a Nick fan out there, or you know, he's gonna he's gonna have a really good preseason game and everyone's going to jump on it. He's I, I just like. I would be okay with owning him, but I'm not going to reach for him. And our rankings, you're probably right, probably don't dictate us owning him. Right. I mean, if he looks absolutely incredible in the preseason, there may be something different to be said. But as of right now, that's where I have it. I'm probably not going to come off. What uh, The only other guy I want to talk about in here, because we've talked about some of those in the previous episode, is Wilson Chandler. Wilson Chandler. I feel like we both may be low on him. I do too. I, it, it's jumping out to me when I'm looking at him. It does feel like uh, it does feel like we're low on him. I, and I know that uh, Gallinari is back, but Wilson Chandler. There's it's going to be Chandler and Gallinari shooting guard, small forward. Last season, 31 minutes a game, average about 14.6 rebounds, almost two assists. A uh, little low on the steals, but he almost had two threes a game with. Decent-ish. I mean, forty-three percent from field goal isn't great, but a good free throw shooter. He's just a—he's just a good player. You know, he, well, he has good stats. Yes, but the thing with with Wilson Chandler is he does all the things that you can pick up off the wire. I think that's why he's not really higher. He boards and he shoots threes and he scores. He doesn't really assist that much. He doesn't get you much in the steals for a guard or a forward. And um. He he doesn't block, he doesn't block a lot. I mean, half a half per game is okay. But you know what he is? Fantastic. He's actually similar to the guy that I have ranked one spot ahead of him, and he's just like a higher scoring points PJ Tucker. You know what I mean? Like well, PJ Tucker at least gets you, you know, really good steals. Yeah, he gets you like a steal and a half a game. No, you're right about that. But also Wilson Chandler almost gets you like one more three, full three a game. So I know they even out steals might be, are more valuable, so I, I totally know what you're saying. I'm just saying that like he's a version of Tucker, so we're both like, uh, we feel like we have him low, but I mean, I wouldn't put P.J. Tucker any higher than I have him at 73. Yeah, I, I mean, I've got P.J. Tucker at 68, and that that's about where... You know, I, I see those guys going. You know, I, I like Wilson Chandler, and he does have big games, and he has scoring outbursts, and we know that. We've seen that before. There's just there's way more options to score the ball this year in Denver with Moutier coming in, Gallinari getting healthy. Uh, you know, we're going to see a full run out of Fareed this year. Um, you know, so I... I I don't know. Like, we could have him low, or we could have him very appropriate. It's just that... The fact that he doesn't do anything incredible and all the stuff that he does do pretty well, you can pick up off the wire. Well, and here's the big deal about these guys. These, these, none of these guys we just talked about in our 75 to 66, even though they don't match up, they're probably not starters on your team. Maybe, maybe like you have Aaron Aflalo at 66. Maybe someone has him there. But when you look at all these guys, I think Porzingis has the highest ceiling that we both have in this range. And then you also have a guy like 
uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, who's going to be the starter in uh, Brooklyn this year, who looks like he's, you know, half decent. We could get some surprising stats from him this season that people will be sitting on. But again, these are probably did, not starters on your team. Did you see uh, Jay Crowder uh, during media day? No. They asked him because a lot of people online are calling him Bay Crowder. He said, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about people calling you Bay Crowder? He said, people are calling me Bay Crowder? I didn't hear about that. You know, he's like, yeah, people are calling you Bay Crowder. He goes, men and women. And the guy goes, yeah. And he goes, right on. Right. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, right on, right on, right on. Right on. <laughs> no, well, that's all right. But yeah, that was, uh, that was hilarious. That's, pretty, that's just, pretty funny. Right I'm still, on. I'm still not going to draft him, but... Uh. <laughs> He's a funny guy. That's great. All right, let's move up to the next uh, range. I'll give you my 65 to 56. At 65, I have Mason Plumley, 64, Patrick Patterson, David West, Jay Crowder, Bay Crowder at 62, mm-hmm. Joe Johnson, Jared Sullinger at 60, Nikolai Miritic at 59, Ryan Anderson, Julius Randle, and Lou Aldang at 56. What do you got? I've got Amir Johnson, Joe Johnson, Markeith Morris, David Lee, Jared Sullinger, Otto Porter, Julius Randle, Patrick Patterson, Joe Kim Noah, and Thaddeus Young. Okay, so we're having a lot of the similar-ish. There's nothing crazy that's existing in here. I mean, I know you do have Miritic higher this season, and I may have him low this year. 20 minutes last season, about 10 points a game, five rebounds, an assist and a half-ish, maybe a steal. Field goal percentage was garbage, but a good free throw percentage. Looks like he's set for a bigger role this year from even more than last season because you got, you know, Mike Dun- Dunleavy out. So wh- what do you think? I mean, I, th- I definitely think he's a guy to target. And he, of all the guys, let me look at this, from 65 to 56, if I was targeting, I'm, I mean, I'm probably actually targeting Meritick and Julius Randle the most. But what do you think about Nikolai? Well, I like him this year, and it's because, like you said, um, Dunleavy is going to miss a big chunk of the year. I mean, they're saying like, you know, whatever it is, up to 12, 12 to 14 weeks or whatever it is, 8 to 10 weeks for him. But he is saying, well, I hope I can come back this year. Yeah. So t- to me, that says, well, looks like we're going to get a lot of small forward out of Doug McDermott and Mirochich and, you know, maybe even Taj. So I'm excited to see what, what he can do with extended minutes because he only averaged 20 last year. I mean, his field goal percentage is garbage. You know, it's hovering around 40%. So barely. that's not good. Yeah, but this is a guy on. in 20 minutes who averaged almost a steal and a block a game, which is solid. So if you're going to get, you know, 12 to 13 points, a steal and a block, maybe a couple assists and six to seven boards a game, and he doesn't turn the ball over that much, that's pretty damn solid. Yeah, I mean, the, here's... Like, here's the thing that's rooting for him is all these injuries. This team, you know, Rose is out, and then Dunleavy's out, and, and Noah's always banged up, and, you know, Gasol's getting older. The thing that's not working in his fa- in his favor are the guys around him in the rotation of big men. Like, if, if he's small forward, you know, who's he really competing with at the end of the day? Is it, like, McDermott. Jimmy Butler? Jim, yeah, Jimmy Butler and McDermott if Butler's playing small forward. But if, if he's in the power forward position, you've got, you've got Gibson, you've got Noah, You've got a Bobby Porras who came in. You got Pow. You got you got a lot of guys that you're playing for minutes. So are the minutes going to rise? If he gets to 27, 28, 29 minutes a game, he's going to be a steal down in the fifty, you know, the fifty-ish ranking of where he is. I think Yahoo has him at like one seventeen. So well, Yahoo you, moved him up significantly. Did they? Their, uh, yeah, in their um, new rankings. Let me take a look here. Uh, let's see. Because in the original ranking we have, just when we looking at our sheet that we have, he was ranked 117, which would put him at like 
the ninth 54. round. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. His, his 117 was his rank from last year's O rank now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Four. So, see, that's there. therein lies my problem with him where, I mean, fifth round, sixth round for Miracic? I don't, I don't know. I'm not taking him there, but I don't. Miracic is the guy that, along with Tim Duncan, they sit at the top of your list for like three rounds because nobody's taking him because everybody's going, well, I don't want him. And then they go, well, why doesn't anybody else want him? You know, now they now he people start thinking, oh, they must have got hurt or something. You know what I mean? And they're not hurt. I mean, not yet, at least. Um, and they're a guy that you can take like three or four rounds below their O rank. You know what I mean? Like yeah, so that happens like, every single year. Like I want him on my team, but I don't know if I'm. I don't think I'm going to pay fifth round value for him. I really would love him like the seventh round. You know what I mean? Like that would be just the rent is too damn high on it, Nikola Mirotic. Right? It, it is too damn high. Someone that it's not on. And I'm really curious to see how leagues are going to play out. It's uh, Julius Randall. I have Julius Randall at 57. I'm looking, you have him at 59. So we're, we're about the same. They're not promising him the starting role, but, but come on, like, like even <laughs> he's going to get the minutes regardless. Like they're going to have Brandon Bass play 30 minutes. No, they want Julius Randall to succeed this season. He's got a current O rank on Yahoo of 143, which is putting him in like the 12th round, uh, mainly because there are just like unknowns, you know, unknowns going on with him. In this range, I think he is a good, good value of I'm putting him in the same general spot as like, you know, Mirchich, Ryan Anderson, David Lee, and those guys are all much differently ranked, especially with Mirchich at like the 50s. Like Julius Randle, like in the, I don't know, you know, the eighth or ninth round, 10th round maybe, that's not reaching too much. I think that's a good value. No, he's he's a guy that, uh, you know, we were really disappointed in last year because we wanted to see what he had, right? Yeah. And he had the, the season-ending injury game one. I mean, he barely got a quarter in. So... I mean, he's he he's filled with hope, but hope you know, and change, Bogman. They got to sell us on hope and change. Right, right. Good luck with that hopey changey thing, right? So, Julius Randle, I just don't know. I I don't know where to rank him because I think that I can't go any higher than this. Like, I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped about a bunch of these guys that I have ahead of him, and I just don't know what to expect. Like, they got a mess in the front court in in L.A. because it's Julius Randle, who is essentially a rookie coming off a lost season, and Roy Hibbert, a veteran who used to be good and is now looking for a change of scenery, and a bunch of career backups in, you know, Tariq Black, Brandon Bass, Larry Nance, you know, Meta World Peace, Ryan Kelly. Yeah, and, and uh, I, Kobe I get Bryant's that. supposed to play forward this year. I mean, so. and you can't you can't look at Wiggins or you can't look at Randall and be like, okay, so you know where do we put him? Do we put him in the Nerlens Noel? Do we put him in the Blake Griffin after missing a full season? I think I think Nerlens Noel could be a comparative, not skill wise, but like he might start off a little bit slow. He could get cut by teams, but come to the second half of the season, especially when the Lakers are not in anything, he they're going to be feeding him the ball. I think he becomes a featured guy in the second half of this season. He's worthwhile. Again, I, I really don't think we're talking about solidified starters at this point until maybe we get to the next round. So, you know, if, if, if he's in the same range as you know, Ryan Anderson, Meritick, uh, Sullinger, you know, Jay Crowder, Bay Crowder, stuff like that, like <laughs> I like getting Julius Randle earlier but than everybody else. Let, let me ask you this. If he's going in the same range of Ilyasova, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Martin – 
Like, are you taking him in that range of, of forwards? Mm, I mean, those are different guys. Like, who who did you give me? You gave me Ilyasova. Ilyasova, DeRozan, Markeith Morris. I mean, he he's in the. I mean, I have them higher. I have I have them yeah. about ten spots higher. So I'm. I mean, I'm, if if he's taking in that range, I suppose. But I just feel like he's another. You know, those high high ceiling guys because he does have a high high ceiling. They they're gonna get snapped up fairly early you know what i mean like i think where we have him is pretty appropriate i just don't think it's where he's actually going to get drafted so at the end of the day you know how you're looking at julius randall is this risk versus reward he's one of those guys there are too many unknowns with him he's going to get the minutes this season i don't i don't see a reason he plays under 25 minutes and where's the production where's the production going to come from with the lakers there's a lot of guys distributing the ball with two point guards in where will kobe allow this to go I would I would draft him when appropriate. I mean, with that rank of like one forty three O rank, I would be comfortable drafting him in the tenth round. Any sooner than that, eh, I'd probably pass. I uh, feel like he's going to go in the eighth, uh, seventh or eighth, almost every time. Yeah, you're, and you're probably right. And we probably won't own him. Is there one other guy in this range that you're really feeling like we we did that before? Like one or two guys in this uh, what is this sixty five to fifty six range that you would kind of be targeting? Because you have a couple interesting names. I don't have I, here. I'm excited to see what Otto Porter has this year. You know, I think it's it's finally time that we get a long look from Otto Porter with with the Wizards. And uh, you know, nineteen minutes last year. If we can bump that up to twenty five, twenty six. Uh, I, I'm excited to see what he has. I don't know if that translates to I'm going to be drafting him, but um, he's a guy who, you know, it, it's about time we get the long look. So I'm excited about seeing what he has, but I'm not like, you know, I'm not going to wave my flag for Otto Porter. Well, That's the, the nice thing about if he was really, really good, he would have been on the court already. Yeah, you know but I mean? he, he probably is, though, one of those guys that, like, He's going to go at the back end of the draft. Like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some people are going to have him even higher. But I think in the range of, I mean, you have him right next to Randall. You know, I might be a little aggressive on Randall, but you have him in the range of Sollinger, Markeith Morris. I think Porter's going to go after all of these guys. So he actually might be accessible to you. Yeah, yeah, he could be. And it, like I said, I'm just excited to see where he's at. Like his O rank right now in Yahoo is 140, which would put him in, you know, round 11, 12. So. Close to the end of your draft, just like you said, the Welsh. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe you want him in like 13. All right, let's move into the next area. Why don't you give me uh, give me your 55 to 46? All right, 55, I'll start with Aaron Gordon, and then Kobe Bryant, oh. Gorgie Zhang, Ryan Anderson, Luol Dang, Kevin Martin, Danilo Gallinari, Ursan Ilyasova, Nikola Miracic, and Wes Matthews at 46. All right, uh, 55, I have Aaron Gordon also. Uh, Terrence Jones at 54, Robert Covington, Noah Gallinari at 51, which I don't know how God's name you have him higher than me. Uh, Noah at 50, uh, or uh, Thaddeus Young at 50, Markeith Morris, Kevin Martin, DeMar DeRozan, and Ursan Ilyasova at 46. Uh, let's talk about Aaron Gordon for just a moment where, you know, last season, I don't think anybody knew where to peg him just as kind of like uh, he had those comparisons to Blake Griffin. Got some, had some injuries. You know, there, there was a maturation process that needed to happen with him. I'm relatively bullish on him this season. Channing Fry is not going to take any playing time away from any human being. So he's going to get a good run this season. In a short, what was it, 16, almost 17 minutes last season, there was nothing to like, you know, go nuts about. What was it like? And five? a lot of that was, you know, eight minutes coming off the injury at the end of the season. You know, 
eight minutes here, ten minutes there. So he just he never really got a, a full look. And Scott Skiles is coming to Orlando, so they're gonna pace way way quicker now. You know, it's the ball is gonna be moving up and down the court faster. So uh, I'm pretty excited to see what Aaron Gordon has, and I'm, I think I'm going to get him in a lot of drafts. And, you know, this may not I, – I, I don't want to keep making these comparisons, but I'm just going to for, like, the sake of this right here, is maybe he's another guy that is a in the Rudy Gobert-ish type of area. And how I say that is a guy from who was in short usage, if he gets into the 26 minutes, he might be a steal, a block, yeah, you know, he's assist not- and a half, eight rebounds. He's not in the Rudy Gobert talent, but he's in the Rudy Gobert system of moving into a starting role. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, or even being uh, a productive, um, you know, 25-minute type of guy. You know, he doesn't need to play 30, 35 minutes. Or people, you're going to look at Aaron Gordon and be like, well, yeah, if he scores like nine points and seven rebounds, second half of the year, like, Aaron Gordon, you want him on your team. Yeah, what you're, you're hoping for out of Aaron Gordon is a double-double. You know, a double-double with... Uh, you know, close to a steal and a block a game. That that's what I want out of that guy, and uh, I'm hoping to get it this year with more minutes. Um, you know, Channing Fry will muddy the situation a little bit, and Vucevic is going to get his. Um, so there's not a whole lot guaranteed with him, but uh, but I like him this year. Yes. Uh, I like him as kind of a sleeper ish type of player. I think he's totally the the sleeper range. I mean, we're putting him. At uh, you know what is his current rank? I mean, Yahoo's not even necessarily um, they, thinking they of, bumped him up to one thirty. Okay, yeah, so he's sitting at one thirty. That would put him in around the eleventh round range. This is another one of those guys. Like we were talking. Okay, this would be an interesting one. Julius <laughs> Randall or Aaron Gordon? Um, I think that Aaron Gordon, or I'm sorry, Julius Randall has the higher ceiling, but I think Aaron Gordon's in the better situation, and he actually got in games last year. So the beginning of the season isn't going to be nearly as rough for him. So I would go with Aaron Gordon this season. Yeah, I have that long term. I go with Julius. We both have them like relatively close. I think I agree with you. So if you're looking at the tenth round and you're like, okay, who do I take, Gordon or Randall? I think I would take Gordon. He's even he even shot a little bit of threes in there. Is seventy two percent from the free throw line, but it was only like one and a half free throws a game. But I, I think there's a lot there's a lot of maturation to happen this season with a bunch of playmakers. I mean, the nice thing about Alfred Payton is he is a he's gonna dish the ball out. You know, he's not looking to score first. He wants to get these guys into the games. I think Aaron Gordon is somebody that um you know, I mean if you're drafting him in the tenth round, he could get you he can get you seventh or sixth round value if if things pan out how we're look we hope they do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's you know the the value based drafting the Welsh the value based drafting if you can get a guy in the tenth that's going to give you a seventh round value you're doing something right all right let's talk about Gallinari because that's somebody that I'm I'm very very excited about this season he has a current Yahoo O rank of forty eight so forty eight <sighs> overall which would be the what was it essentially the last pick in the fourth round if you're in a twelve yeah. man between the fourth and the fifth round I have him ranked at fifty one on forwards you have him at forty nine. I mean, by that standard, I think we're both lower on him than the Rams. We're not missing. Yeah, we're missing him. Well, I mean, I think he's another guy who had a really big end of the year last year, right? And people got super excited. Oh, man, you know, 15, 16 is going to be his year. Gallinari, look for him. He's finally back. The dude is always hurt. He's always hurt. Fool me once. Shame on, shame on you. Fool me. We can't get fooled again. 
and he's going to get hurt and miss time again this year. It's just, it's going to happen. You know, I'm not rooting for it to happen. It's just something that I accept as a fact, and you probably should too. You know, I'm not saying the guy is going to miss 40 games, but, you know, 10 to 15 <laughs> like, is probably what to expect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe 38. No, but you you know what I'm saying. Uh, the point I'm getting at, right? The Welsh. I mean, I know what you're saying, and and you're going to proceed with caution. You are more cautious with injured players than I am, which probably benefits you to a point. I uh, don't have to be this year because we play on Yahoo, and Yahoo did add an injury list, and I immediately went to our keeper league and added the max. So yeah, you can have five injured list players because I'm so sick and damn tired of not being able to carry my injured players and losing because of it. Let me give a couple notes. Yeah, let me give a couple notes on Gallinari because this is a guy, and I'll do this from time to time if you listen to all the sports rankings. I'm telling you this right now. He will be higher in my ranking come close to draft time. If you happen to be drafting in the next week, I don't know, maybe bump him up a couple spots. I'm putting him here out of cautiousness because I want to see some preseason games. I want to see the Nuggets a little bit. I want to see really how his health was. Here's the things to get excited about. In 24 minutes last season, average almost uh, two threes a game, 90% free throw shooter, uh, 12 and a half points, about four rebounds with assist and a half and about a steal. So if, if he bumps up to 32, 33 minutes, you could be looking at a guy, especially being more of the offensive weapon with Ty Lawson gone now. I think he's going to be more of a center focus guy. He could be an 18, 19 point guy with eight rebounds, maybe two and a half assists. His field goal percent doesn't help you out. So he deserves to be in the high range. My hope would be that he drops down a little bit where I can get him in snake drafting, where I, I think I'm going to have a hard time with Gallinari in snake drafting, but auction drafts are the place where Gallinari I think is going to thrive and that is a guy that you should target because as people are spending their money you may be able to end up getting him for a really low amount to be honest with you you know I I I don't have the auction numbers in front of me right now where he's sitting but you might be able to get him in the five six dollar range if people are spending their money and he is the type of guy that could bring you top three round value if he stays healthy so there's ifs buts and candies and nuts in this scenario and let me, let me give you the ifs and buts. Yeah, well, if ifs and buts was candies and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. Tell him that. So last year, 59 games, 2014. 2013, zero games. He missed the entire season. 2012-71, which is nice. 2011-43. 2010-62. 2009, he got an 81. 2008 was his rookie year. He only played in 28. So, you know, just I, I just want to proceed with caution. That, that's all. I, I really like Gallinari. There is not a chance in hell I'm taking him in the top four rounds. There's just no way I'm doing it. And I like Gallinari. He's one of my favorite players to watch. His, his sweet spot would be at the back end of the fifth round or sixth round. And, and I tell you, I'm going to bump him up. I'm, I'm going to move him probably ahead of – And the, the, you're getting the cautious ranking right now. I may move him ahead of like Thaddeus Young, Markeith Morris, maybe even a Kevin Martin. And there's some other injury guys – like we need to see how guys like Wes Matthews is going to pan out. Wes Matthews right. with uh, his injury <laughs> stuff, Jabari Parker. So this is a guy Gallinari who, for me, could move. I have him at fifty-one. He could move all the way up into the thirties in May. But it is important to to watch him a little bit more. But I want to I want to tell you guys all this because the ranking doesn't tell the whole story. That's also why it's important to listen to these podcasts. Yes, I have him there. But he could begin to skyrocket, and I'm telling you right now, especially if you have early drafts, he's a guy you should be looking at. Just like Bogman said, be a tiny bit cautious. Gallinari in the fifth or Gordon in the tenth. Ah, oh, Jesus. 
<laughs> um, I'll take Gallinari in the fifth. Uh, I'll take Gordon in the tenth. Okay. If you would have said Gallinari in the fourth, I probably would have passed. Right. Yeah. That, to me, there's just no way. Like to me, that's just ridiculous. I, just think, I, really, I think Gallinari's sweet really spot. Like Gallinari. His sweet spot is in like back into the fifth. Now, you know, I mean, if it's, if it's the His first pick. His sweet spot the- is in a suit on the bench. <laughs> and I lo- I'm telling you, I love watching that guy. He is one of my favorite players, but he drive you nuts for fantasy. I mean, it's a little bit nicer now that we have an injured list, but it's still not that nice. All right, so looking in this range of 55 to 46, give me two guys that you're you're really excited about, a couple guys that you're really targeting, because you've got, you've got guys like Kobe Bryant here, Ryan Anderson. You've got some interesting names. Who are two guys that you would really be targeting in this range? Well, you, you know I have Kobe Bryant here because I will not take him. Yeah, yeah, and I, I beat that horse to death last year, and guess what? I was right. Yeah, you were. He got hurt, and he missed a big chunk of the year. He's a really, really good player. But he's going to score you points. He'll get you some boards. He'll get you a lot of assists. If you're playing in a turnover league, he'll kill that. And he will also murder your field goal percentage. Murder it takes ball. 20. He will murder ball it. Here, I got to murder ball you. He takes 20 shots a game. He's shot 37%, the Welsh. 37. 37 in a row? 37. My girlfriend sucked 37 in a row? Yeah, exactly. You got, so, okay, wait, hold on real quick. Let's talk about Kobe for a second. I have Kobe only a couple spots higher because we're going to talk about him in the next round, but I have him at 42. You have him at uh, 54, so we're, we're different on him. But let's talk about it for a second. Don't you think he's going to go into this season making some adjustments? He, he's got to no. know that he has, a, hold on, he has a supporting cast behind him now that he didn't have last, kind of, that he didn't have last season, that he doesn't need to be taking 20 shots a game. Maybe he needs to be more effective. Maybe it's 16 shots a game. And what if that field goal percentage went up to 42%? No, he's not going <laughs> to do that. Like It's just not something that's ingrained in him. Look, Kobe Bryant was one of the best players to ever play in basketball. And you don't, you don't lose that ingrained... I'm the leader. I'm taking the shot. It doesn't mean ball. he's not the leader anymore. It just means that he needs to change his game. If he's playing small forward this season, he's embracing the small forward role where maybe he makes a decisive change to say, hey, listen, I'm going to play. Lakers have said, the Lakers have said, we're not putting any restrictions on Kobe. So you're going to leave it to Kobe to put restrictions on Kobe? Okay. That's not going to happen. Well, if you were playing He's going to a- play too many minutes. He's going to play too many minutes. He's going to get banged up, and he's going to get hurt again. Hopefully it's not for the entire season. Hopefully he's in and out of the lineup. You know, he misses a night here, he comes back in. But even then, that's being pretty optimistic that he doesn't miss a big chunk of the season. He's old. His body is breaking down. It's nothing personal against Kobe Bryant. It's what happens. Okay. It's what happens to human beings. No, you're right about you get that. get older, your body breaks down. And he doesn't put a restriction on himself. The Lakers aren't going to do it. So it's going to happen again. If, if the Lakers came out and said, look, you know, we want Kobe to play. We want to try and make the playoffs this year. We're going to, you know, slow his role. He would probably ask for a trade. It's That's not his bag, baby, mm. as the famous Austin Powers told us. Maybe. So. Okay, so first off, let's let's talk about this. If you're not in a field goal percentage league, Kobe Bryant is a beast. <laughs> if uh, you're not in a field goal percentage there, there are people league. that don't do that. There are plenty of people that don't well, play field goal points percentage league, Sure, but you also lose points for missing shots. No, no, but there, so. are, there are people. There was a trend. I got tons of emails about this last year where people didn't play in percent leagues. They didn't play free throw and field goal percentage leagues. So if by that standard he would be a monster because the point I'm trying to get is, look, 22 points a game, almost six rebounds, almost six assists, a steal and a half with, I mean, if 
we're not talking about free throw percentage, but 80, 80 plus free throw percentage uh, range with a, with a, I said a three and a half a game. Those are really, really good stats. And his O rank is 84 right now. So that puts him in like the, the seven, six, seven. seven. Yeah. It's like seventh ish round. You know, someone will take him in like the fifth, which I won't do. But there's, I mean, if, if they baby him a tiny bit, if they don't push him out 35, 36 minutes, which they actually have a roster that could potentially help with that, I think Kobe Bryant is a viable guy, especially Who's getting if, those minutes for the Lakers. Ryan Kelly, Metta World Peace, Swaggy. They just have more depth this season. They've got guards. They've got some big men. Julius Randle is back. Um, I don't, maybe they make a trade. You, you never know what this team's going to do. I'm just saying that dismissing Kobe Bryant completely, unless okay, you're just Kobe. unless you're just like that field goal percentage, I can never Dismiss come back from. Dismiss him completely. Okay, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I think Dismiss him completely. I almost left him off my list. I'm not on. taking. It. Come on, left him oh, off. Well, the list. I mean, I put him on the list because people are going to take him, and he is a viable player, but. He's not a viable player for me, and he shouldn't be for you. I'm I think it's, a, it's important to know your team, to know the I team that you, you have together. Year. What, what if you have a bunch last. of guards? What if you have a bunch of guards, and you're punting? There are people that punt field goal percentage. He's a prime punt field goal percentage player. You would bump him up. Yeah, he's also a prime whatever uh, punt, whatever draft pick you used on him player <laughs> because he's going to get hurt. It's going to happen. He's going to overextend himself. How many games man. do you think he misses this season? 25. Okay, I thought you were going to say something ridiculous, and then I was going to play the wrong song after you. But um, uh, no, I mean, I, I think fifteen. That's, I think fifteen is maybe like um, I don't. I don't know if I buy that this season. He's had he's had enough recovery time here or that, that that he misses what twenty plus. You're going to take tw- the twenty plus. I'll take. I'll take twenty that. plus. I'll take the board bet. Easiest bet I've ever made in my life. <laughs> All right. Ryan Anderson is the other guy that we were talking about, guys we like in this section. I like Ryan Anderson. You know, at first I was looking at him, I was like, I don't know about Ryan Anderson because his field goal percentage is pretty crappy. Um, he doesn't board for a big man, which is obnoxious. But, you know, we're, we're talking about Alvin Gentry, right? Sure. And Alvin Gentry, Gentry pushes the pace, and Ryan Anderson is, you know, if you remember the success that Channing Fry had in Phoenix, you love stretch that, f- f- fours, by the way. Like people should know that about you. Bogman loves a good three pointing. I don't actually really you, like stretch you fours. You always like have these guys them. on your team. You always have these centers that qualify at center that shoot like two threes a game. You've had Ryan Anderson on your team like so many times. Yeah, well, I like Ryan Anderson, but uh, you know, I um, I just I feel like this could be a solid year for him. Now, I'm not gonna put him above anybody amazing you know what i mean but uh and if you take a guy like this stretch for you have to go and you have to get you know like we talked about last time a robin lopez somebody that's going to get a bunch of boards like just a whole ton of boards it's a good you. yeah it's a good point i mean it, it never hurts to have high three-point guys at all different positions so let's say you got like lillard at point guard um you know i mean you're gonna be really killing your field goal percentage but if you had like covington and then you have you know ryan anderson you're really hitting a ton of threes from different positions but you know you are kind of killing your uh field goal percentage a little sure bit with those sure guys. so I, i'm i'm excited to see what he has this year but he's another kind of proceed with caution guy but and he is one of those annoying players which i don't like that um you have to pair with you know what i mean yeah, like you're right. if you take if you take a, a Rudy Gobert, you have to make sure you're getting some good free throw shooters that get to the line. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, I agree with you. And it's the same kind of thing with Ryan Anderson, but I am pretty excited to see what he can do in Alvin Gentry's system. I'll tell you, in this range for me, we already talked about them, so I won't get into it, but um, 
uh, Aaron Gordon and uh, Danilo Gallinari. Those are probably my favorite guys in this range um, that I would probably be a little a little uh, touchy-feely, reachy-reachy on. Uh, rest of these guys, I don't know. All right, let's talk about uh, 45. Uh, how about I'll give my 45 and then you give yours. At uh, 45, yeah. I have Jabari Parker. Then I have Andrew Wiggins. Ironically, we had them close to each other next last season. Uh, 43 <laughs> is Chandler Parsons. Kobe coming in at 42. Wes Matthews, 41. Then I have Zach Randolph, Dwight Howard, Chris Middleton, Damari Carroll, uh, and Derek Favors at 36. For me, I go Terrence Jones at 45, then DeMar DeRozan, Chandler Parsons, Jabari Parker, Chris Middleton, Andrew Wiggins, Dwight Howard, Andre Drummond. All right, so the Welsh, let me ask you. Parker and Wiggins next to each other again. Um, Wiggins didn't do enough to tell you that that he's way higher. I mean, I'm with you because I have Parker, Middleton, Wiggins. Yeah, so. we're, in the, we're in the same range. Um, you know... I like all of these guys. I just don't know. Like you guys that listened last year, you know, we would get pretty aggressive on guys. I had Andre Drummond super high. We were really aggressive on some of the rookies. I just think that there's the talent level has leveled off a lot where there's just a lot of good players in similar ranges. I mean, I look at a bunch of guys above that we'll get into, you know, Cal Corvers, Danny Greens, uh, um, you know, Scrabble, Chris Middleton's. They were drafted really late. Well, all of these players that came so late. They, they've bumped up, and I think they've evened the game with guys like Andrew Wiggins and Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker, we've kind of talked about with, you know, whatever type of minute restrictions are going to happen this season. There's a lot of players in Milwaukee. I just don't know, you know, from uh, 29 minutes, he played 25 games last season, and 29 minutes, Jabari Parker was 12 points, five rebounds, with almost two assists and a steal. Those are good numbers, but they're not like, you know, I need to draft him in the third round. Andrew Wiggins, 17 points, was definitely a scorer on that team, about five rebounds, two assists. Wasn't much in the. It was okay in the free throw field goal range. Not much everywhere else. He he's just not. A, he's not a big um, secondary stat guy. He's a points guy. And then you're getting some decent stats in the other areas. But if I've got to go pay, like let me look real quick and see what his new rank on Yahoo is. Andrew Wiggins' new rank is uh, what's well, 87, which is actually surprising to me. Yeah, which moved down. Like from that standpoint, it's a value. And I'm telling you, he's my 44th forward. I mean, in the seventh round, that's a that's a good spot, but I don't think he's going to go there. I think someone's going to take him in like the fourth or fifth in leagues, and he just doesn't do, do enough of the other areas where I'm going to be like, I got to go take him ahead of, uh, you know, let me look up this list. I got to take him ahead of, you know, Kyle Korver. I have to take him ahead of, um, you know, Tobias Harris and whatnot. I might go in a different direction with, uh, especially with, you know, Rubio's coming back and Carl Anthony Towns. I like him. I like him. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of going in a circle here. I like Andrew Wiggins. I just don't like him like I did last season where I'm going to go spend that high, high, high pick on him. Yeah, I feel like Wiggins and Parker, you know, we both talked about last year, the the super, super high ceiling. And I think we saw what they have and we've tempered our expectations a little bit. I mean, people were comparing Andrew Wiggins to LeBron James, right? Sure. And that's not going to happen. And Jabari Parker, obviously, you know, tore his ACL, but he looked pretty solid. You know, I I don't like the free throw percentage of the Welsh, under 70%, but I feel like that's something that could be improved. And he doesn't take a lot, under three a game. With Jabari, but the field, yeah. field goal percentage, 49%. Yeah, for Jabari. I'm sorry, did I say Andrew? I thought you said Andrew, yeah. Okay, so but yeah, but we're talking about Jabari here. But, I mean... I really like what Jabari is going to bring to the table this year, and I think I'm going to have him in a lot of leagues because I was super excited to see him last year, and then he got hurt, and I had to dump him. And uh, 
you know, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm really excited to see him this season. So so let's do this. Here, here's a comparable f- because I do think these two guys are kind of tough this season. I mean, hey, if, if you want points, maybe maybe you you know your first couple rounds you were really kind of drafting for those middling guys. You know, maybe you took Nicholas Batum earlier. Maybe you took him in like the sixth round, and he's not really a points guy. Maybe earlier, you know, you were taking Nerlens Noel, who's not necessarily a big points guy. You know, points aren't like you can make them up in later rounds, but they're not the easiest to get elite points. I would be fine with taking Andrew Wiggins even one round sooner if you were doing those things. But you, you have to know your team. That's a big important thing. But what I want to do is let's do a comparable here. Take a guy who I have higher. I'm looking where you have him. You have him about the same. I have Demari, Demari Carroll at 37. You have him at 33. And we have him we about 10 spots higher-ish than, um, than Andrew Wiggins and Jabari Parker. Mm. Because he's a more well-rounded player who's going to have a more he's gonna have a more run and be a more of a focal point I think in Toronto where he yeah. was almost two threes a game last season just about 13 points five rebounds two assists a steal and a half almost 50 percent from the field goal range and a 70 percent free throw shooter he's not as flashy as those two but he's in a great situation to be better this season and if he bumps up to you know 14 points a game two threes double digit assists and close to double digit steals he is going to be phenomenal that people are going to be overlooking with a O rank. The last O rank was 70, and his current new one is 52. So you can see how much that bumped up where he's into the fifth round. If Damari Carroll and Andrew Wiggins are sitting in the same spot, if they happen to be in your look, it's like the sixth, seventh round, I would go Carroll. Yeah, and I would too. And I, and you know, our our rankings reflect that. I think that. Not everybody would do that, though. You know, I well, think a not lot of people. Yes, a lot of people. Well, you know, they're super high picks with super high ceilings, and yeah. that's what people see. So, and, and to me, I think Wiggins is the guy that people want more because he's not coming off the injury. Jabari Parker, you know, missed almost half the season last year. And, um, you know, over half the season last year. And Andrew Wiggins played the whole year. He played 82 games. So the positive it's much, is much safer right to go with Wiggins over Parker. And the positive here is their rankings. So we got to give that um, of like a, a site like They Yahoo. are actually appropriately ranked. Yeah, yes. Carroll in the 50s and Wiggins in the 80s. That tells a story to me. I wouldn't I don't think I would take Carroll three rounds before I would take Wiggins. But I think people are going to pass to what we've just stated. You know, Wiggins by name value will probably go higher. Here's one more comparable. And this one's kind of interesting uh, because he's a little bit closer into Wiggins and Parker's ranking wise. Chandler Parsons, Andrew Wiggins or Jabari Parker this season. Oh, man. And you have them like all in the same range. Yeah, I have them all right next to each other. Um, Dude, they're saying that Chandler Parsons may play some point guard this season. I'm, uh, I don't buy that. 33 minutes, almost 16 points, five rebounds, two and a half assists with a steal. He's so banged up last year. You know, he's just so banged up. He missed 16 games. Um, it was it was kind of a disappointing year for Chandler. And, you know, he didn't move at quite as fast a pace as he did in Houston. And, you know, unlike he thought, he's not a superstar. I think I'm taking Parker. I think out of those three. I think I might put my Jeremy Lin hat on and take the boyfriend Chandler Parsons, <laughs> to be honest with you, I the I, and this is this does fall along the lines of like I gotta I want to see a little bit I want to see what every, how everything plays out, but um, I mean I, I know it does muddy when like Wes Matthews comes, but Wes Matthews could be out till January. Chandler and Par- they got Justin Anderson too. 
Yeah, and it doesn't, I mean, that doesn't like, change that much. I mean, it might have been a little bit different if DeAndre Jordan was there also, and then you add Wes Matthews and Darren Williams. But um, I'll have to see how it plays out. But Chandler Parsons is about 20 spots higher in rankings than Andrew Wiggins right now with similar numbers. So if we're in the 6th to 7th round and Parsons falls, I'm taking Wiggins. I guess this whole point that ended up happening as we started talking is, like, if if people follow his ranking, Wiggins actually does become a value, even though the whole point we kind of started to talk was to kind of bring him down a little bit. You've got guys that we do have ranked higher, but they're kind of significantly ranked higher. So take that for what it is. Chandler Parsons is the Tayhole Bedict of basketball. <laughs> I hope people people should do the research on that and figure out why that joke is so funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like Parsons, but uh, I, I mean, you have you have Kobe here. You you would actually take Kobe over Parsons. Uh, well, forty two. You would take Kobe over Andrew Wiggins and Jabari Parker. It, it depends on my. You're team. not doing any of that. Uh, well, here, here's uh, the deal. Ilyasova. Okay. Well, I'm. I but see, I might. I do have. Co- I have Kobe Bryant ranked higher on here. Um, qualifying not a chance in hell. I'm telling you right now. If you have Kobe Bryant sitting there with Parsons, Wiggins, and Parker, there is no way you take Kobe over any of those guys. It's gonna depend on my team. I want to see it Kobe. <sighs> I don't know. Not. Man. You will not take Kobe over those guys. <laughs> Why don't you move Kobe? Why don't we do this right now? Where would you actually take Kobe? Okay, because you're not taking him over those guys, and 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 I'll, that's a fact. I'll just say that Kobe Bryant First, or Demar Derozan. Oh, man, I think I, well, I would rather have Derozan personally. What about you, Kevin Martin or or Kobe Bryant? I'm taking all these guys over Kobe. Okay. So, well, I know you have uh, him I'm asking ranked. You, there. Kobe Bryant, like, and you'd rather have Kobe or Markeith Morris. <laughs> I think I'd rather have Kobe. No, you wouldn't. I'll, uh, I take Kobe risk. Thaddeus, yeah. I'll take risk. I think I can draft a team that I can balance out if I'm getting the rebounds, the assist from Kobe. Especially if I, what if I take a. Uh, hey, I, I hope you take Kobe. <laughs> I hope you take him. Let me make one argument real quick. What if I do a a large big man team where my first three or four picks, I'm I'm going heavy on big. All guys. of them combined won't take as many shots as Kobe does. Okay, maybe you're right. But what I'm saying is, you're gonna I'm gonna get tons of high field goal percentage guys. I'm going heavy on rebounds. Then what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to pick up the pieces on my other positions to get assists because I missed out on top end point guards. A guy like Kobe Bryant, if you've taken. Four guys with fifty. Where are you gonna find all those points when Kobe blows out his knee in uh, week three? Okay, it's 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 a well point. He, I, <laughs> I, it's still in there. He's still in there. It depends on my team. Yeah, but you would move him down to like fifty. I think he might. He might go down a couple more spots. The, these rankings that we're giving you guys, they're just they're not you know set in stone. They're just the rankings that you guys are getting this week. And once things play out, more injuries happen. It will all change. But in this this moment. He's in the range of the Parsons, the Wiggins, and the guy ahead of him, Wes Matthews, who was awesome last season, almost three threes a game, but he's injured. And we don't know when he's coming back. He's right. like the Kyrie Irving thing. When the hell is he coming back? I don't know. Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm I've pieced a lot of players. If you kind of notice Wes Matthews, Kobe Bryant, Chandler Parsons, Jabari Parker, I pieced a lot of guys in the same general area that have some of those injury concerns, but have high upside. But I know Kobe Bryant's field goal percentage is like Row up worthy. I get it. Oh, it's terrible. It's, all right, let's, and, well, let's. And the fact that he's also not going to play many games. So, <laughs> okay. just just move him. Yeah, all right, just well, move him. Let's uh, let, well, let's move up and uh, let's get into our thirty-five through twenty-six. Why don't you give us your guys? All right, thirty-five. I start with Kenneth Fareed, then Zach Randolph, Damari Carroll, like we said before, Danny Green, Nick Batum at thirty-one, and Tenta Kuwampo at thirty, Tobias Harris, 
Tim Duncan, Al Jefferson, Chris Bosch at 26. I'm trying to show off with that Antenta Cuombo pronunciation. Yeah. I did it though. Yeah, yeah that was, I was actually kind of impressed when you just did that. Speaking of which, at 35, I have uh, Antenta Cuombo. I wasn't even trying to say his first name there for a second, put the whole thing together. Giannis. Giannis Antenta Cuombo. At 34, I have uh, Nick Batum. 33, Tim Duncan. Then Cal Corver, Danny Green, Trevor Ariza. At 29 is Dirk Nowitzki. Greg Monroe comes in at 28. Tobias Harris at 27. And Kenneth Fareed at 26. Lots of good guys to talk about in here. Uh, I've got some pairings. We've got a couple of the same guys. What, what about Danny Green? Talk to me about Danny Green. He was a, a love child of tons of ITL listeners last year. Uh, Mike Gallagher loves him. There's a lot of people that are super, super high on him. I traded for him in a, in a, on a team, but I could never... I can never You'll buy. Never draft him. Yeah, I just I I will probably trade for him. I'll never draft him because I can't buy into like where you have to take him because right now on Yahoo he's fifty three. He's in that same range of these. His O rank was or his actual rank last year was twenty two. That's crazy. That but he does do everything. It's hard to deny. Well, a lot of that is percentages. For know, me, every- for me, this is a tough player to manage drafting. I would have to take him in the fourth round. I guess at the end of the day, if, if well, someone... there's not many players that average a seal in a block a game. You no, know, you're right about that. And if someone put and, a gun to my head... shoots threes. If someone put a gun to my head and said, okay, in the fifth round, you have to take, you know, Carroll, Green, or Chandler Parsons, all those guys in the 50s, I am going to take Green. But I think people are taking him in, like, like, the third round. People love him. And it's because he never screws you. Like, he's never going to go out there and put up a three for 13 game. You know what I mean? He's just, he's such a secondary player. Well, even but he, when he, he does, does do those, that, by the way, he does all the other stuff. He he does, he does all, all the great defensive things. He gets you steals. He gets your blocks. He doesn't turn the ball over. He'll even assist sometimes and he'll have good board games. And he, he's a guy that, you know, can just shoot lights out from downtown. So he, he'll ha- pick up those games where he scores 20 points and uh, has six to seven boards with the steals and the blocks when he's on fire. With the putting you know, pops in the town. Yeah. So he averaged 28 minutes, and just like you know, you said before, with San Antonio, nobody's going to average over 30 minutes for San Antonio. And his minutes may even go down just a tick with LaMarcus coming over. You know, he he's, to me, I, I'm with you. Are you taking you, him in like, the fourth round? No. Okay. No, I'm not. I he He's never a guy I'm going to draft. He's a guy I would be more than happy to trade for. Okay, so let me ask you that. I have this guy a spot ahead of Danny Green where you have him below, surprisingly, because it's your guy and it's Trevor Athreza, where Threesis. When it's Threesis, I, I was doing comparables and looking at these guys. These guys are very, very close. Trevor Ariza in the 35-minute uh, range of, of whatever, just about the same points, maybe a rebound under, same assist, a steal more a game. He doesn't get the blocks, but he had two and a half threes. He averaged a game with 85% free throw uh, percentage and his field goal is lower. So there are a couple things you have to balance out where you're getting between these two guys. Trevor Ariza is a player I like just ahead of Danny Green, but at the same time, his current O-rank is like 42 on Yahoo. I like Ariza at the beginning of the fifth round, possibly where I would take Danny Green, but I would take Trevor Ariza ahead of Danny Green right now. Yeah, but see, see, this one's difficult for me because with Danny Green, you're not giving up anything, right? You may not have an amazing game every single night, but you're not giving up anything. You know, Ariza averaged 35 minutes. That's seven minutes more than Danny Green. Now, I don't think that's going to happen this year. Dwight Howard's healthy and 
you know, there's more options. Corey Brewer is going to be there for the entire season. Uh, they drafted Decker. You know, there's a lot of things that I think is going to bring Trevor Reese's time down a little bit. But you're giving up blocks and you're giving up field goal percentage. And not completely, obviously, but those things Ariza does not have. You know, he does have elite threes and elite steals. He's elite you're three. Getting- he, you're totally right. He's elite threes and elite steals where – Again, if you're if you're going if you if you're in the back into the fourth round or fifth round and you've already gotten two big men, maybe you've drafted DeAndre Jordan and Demarcus Cousins. I don't know. Maybe that's something someone would do. Not worry about the free throw. Trevor Reese is a guy who, by the way, would help that free throw percentage. And he is elite steals and elite three point. If you're trying to balance out the team, he's not the easiest right. player to just like. You know, you're just like, oh, I'm just drafting guys. And then you put it together and you're like, Jesus, I'm on balance. You got to do some work to get the proper balance. But I, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm just, I'm higher on uh, uh, threesis than I am uh, Danny Green this season, which yeah, probably I'm is not gross just to people. Because Danny Green is, D- Danny Green is just a safer type of player. You're right. And I don't play it safe. That's a problem. When you guys listen to me, I I play it less safe. He's from the streets. He don't play it safe. (laughs) That's me. I did win a championship last year. Well, here's the thing. Like, I I would be fine. Take. I would much rather have a reason on points. He does more stuff. But in in cats, I'm going Danny Green all day long, baby. I mean, it's just that that's the way I'm doing it. I mean, the, the threes are the same per game in less minutes. The the percentages are better and the steals and the blocks and he's not going to wreck you in field goal percentage and you know Ariza's field goal uh, free throw percentage is great 85% but he takes less than two a game yeah okay so let me ask like you this really going to help you Danny Green at the beginning of the fourth round or Trevor Reza at the end of the fifth round Green easy easy pretty easy, easy I peasy? love Ariza too I'm not but taking either steals, one of these the guys in the fourth what I round. love well, okay. I'm not taking any either one of these guys in the fourth round. So, I don't think I'm taking either one of them. Yeah. So for me, if if someone were to ask me that question, I'm going to say Ariza at the end of the fifth round because I don't want one of these guys in the fourth round. Though I get it, you know, your drafting habits, you know, they could they could prompt you where it works perfect with Danny Green, but it's the same reason I'm not taking Kawhi Leonard uh, in this range, 35 to 26. Give me two guys that you are kind of pinpoint targeting. You know, I know you hate him, but. I'm pretty excited about Nick Batum going to Charlotte. Uh, I'm excited to see what he has. Hate, I have him Just, only three spots lower than you. I know, but you're never going to take him. Well, no, I wasn't going to take him <laughs> last season because he cost you a, a, an effing second-round pick last season, which I told everybody no, no, like talking you're to a dog, have, no. But this year, he's a fifth-round pick. You're going to have two teams, right? <laughs> okay. You will have him on neither team. Well, that's a challenge. I'm just saying. It, well, I'm uh, no, it's not a challenge. It's a fact. Write it down. Um, you will not have Nick, but you don't like Matum, and that's no. fine. And, and he's your Matum guy, and and that's <laughs> it's fine, dude. And, and he's not like he's not the greatest player in the world. He had a bad year last year. And he looked like hot garbage last season. I just I expect a little bit of a bounce back for him this year. I'm excited to see what he has in Charlotte, where he can be. You know, a little bit more of the guy in Portland. You know, Portland is a completely different team this year. But, uh, you know, they had, they already had, they had the Wes Matthews, they had Lillard, they had Aldridge. They didn't really need Batum. Charlotte needs him. So I am really excited to see what he has. I now, agree. Will I, will I, I agree. be drafting him? 
Nah, not 100% on that. Okay, so let me ask but, you this. Because I agree. I, I, I don't, I'm not on your side of saying I won't have him. If I'm getting him in the sixth round, I think I like it. Here's the you question. Will. Danny Green in the fourth, Batum in the sixth. Batum. Okay. Batum in the fifth or Danny Green in the fourth? Green. Okay, I was just we're we're build, building the standard of uh, what you feel about this. I love the uh, he has some of those qualities that we we're talking about, like with um, you know like a Kobe Bryant from the standpoint of saying like lots of rebounds, lots of assists. He's getting steals. Uh, the threes were down this season. Uh, he's a block guy. His field goal percentage kind of sucks, but the points obviously aren't aren't there. I think everything goes up this season. So fifth, sixth round is like. Beautiful prime spot for him. If some, I'm he. I will not reach for him. I will not take him in the third or fourth. That won't happen. But he has leveled off to me because he doesn't cost a second round pick. Remember the arguments we get in with people last yeah. season about like, what are you talking about, Nico Batum? He's my guy. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> this is where Batum belonged the whole time. Never into the second round. So I love it. I love that he's leveled off. But okay, so Batum is one guy. Batum Who's your or Brandon Jennings? Uh, Batum twelve thousand times over. <laughs> Uh, never, I, never again. I love, I love, I love talking to Nico like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So who's your second guy? Uh, my second guy, you know, uh, probably Fareed at 35. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I mean, you have him at 26, yeah. right? Oh yeah. I, you, I'm, I'm super high on him. Yeah. You have him higher than me. I just, I like Fareed and I like what he brings to the table. We talked about him in the last show though. Yeah. 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 You're right. And it, if I had to give you two, it might be free. Greg Monroe, who we talked about in the last show, that's probably one. And higher. So yeah, you, yeah, you do. Um, uh, he's probably one, and then it's a tie between like uh, Monroe and I. I still really like. I think um, it's pretty obvious that it's Ariza out of this group for you. You love Ariza. I do. Yeah, it, it, the cost. You know, the cost is going to turn. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is Ariza actually. Um, but like, if it were if it were in the sixth round. Yeah, you're totally right about that. But his rank isn't representing that. But uh, maybe it is. A, maybe it's a, it's a reason. And uh, Kenneth Freed for sure. All right, uh, let's move up and get into the big dogs here. We're talking about our top 25. We're going to go 25 to 16. I'll give you mine. Gordon Hayward, 25. Nerlens Noel, 24. Then I've got Rudy Gay, Al Jefferson, Chris Bosh, Andre Drummond popping up at 20, Pau Gasol at 19, uh, Nikolai Vucevic at 18, Draymond Green at 17, and Paul George at 16. What do you got? I got Derek Favors at 25, Dirk 24, Monroe 23, Noel 22, Hayward 21, Rudy Gay 20, pow, 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 19. Uh, 18 is Green, 17 is Vucevic, and 16 is Kevin Love. Kevin Love showing up there. Okay, so there's plenty to talk about here. What do you got? Well, I mean, we talked about Noel uh, and and Monroe in the last show. I just want to reiterate, I really like those guys, especially Monroe with his low O rank. I think he's a guy I'm going to own in uh, in most leagues. And but people Vucevic, just go back, and people go back and listen if they want more of a comprehensive look on those guys. Right, Vucevic. I'm really excited to see what Vucevic has this year in Orlando. And it was weird because I think we were like five spots off in the centers but now that we're at the forwards, we're one spot off. Yeah, it leveled off. Yeah, you're exactly <laughs> right. That's where that's where the difficult thing comes in, where they level off. Um, but this is a guy that averaged a double-double last year, almost a steal and a block, and uh, almost 20 points, shoots over 50%, 52%. 
uh, from the field, 75% at the line for a big man, and Scott Skiles is going to move those guys faster. The only thing that took him down last season was that awful uh, playoff schedule. Remember, everybody was like, oh, you got to get rid of everybody was like, get rid of all your Orlando Magic players. Oladipo, give all rid of them because of the bad right. playoff schedule. He There is a lot to get excited about, and he does. He pretty much does everything well. I mean, he's not a big blocker, which kind of sucks. For he doesn't a big shoot man. threes. Yeah, well, That's yeah. And for a big man, he could get more blocks. You're right about that. He's got that. He's got that like Blake Griffin thing where everyone is like, well, he does everything except get the blocks when he doesn't get threes. I like him, but here's my problem. Are you going to take him in the second round? He's 18 O rank right now. You have if to I'm at take the back him. of the second round, I think I'd take him, yeah. Middle? Or would you take him at 18? Are there, are there, no, I think is he I'd better than like 17 players? I, th- I think I'd rather have like Clay Thompson there. Well, Clay Thompson's so. probably like 13, 14. I mean, if you have a choice between. Uh, let's see, Paul George, Abaca, you know, Pau Gasol, it, Marc Gasol. I mean, where does he sit in that range? I would take Abaca over him, but I would take, I would take him over the Gasols. Okay. What about Paul, I'm, what I'm about just, Paul I'm George? Really, I'm really excited about that guy this year. What about Paul I'm George? Really, oh man, I'd probably go. I'd probably go Fuchovic. Really? Okay, it's interesting because you have Paul George at 14. I got uh, him a little bit higher. Yeah, I think I'm going to move him down a little bit, but it, it, it's tough, man. Like that, that's you're, you're almost splitting hairs a little bit. True. But I think with those great percentages, and, you know, I haven't taken a peek at the playoff schedule yet. I mean, so that could sway me a lot. So I, I, I know I'm it's just, tough. He's I'm tough. really high on him this year. He's yeah. really, really tough to gauge. And he. And I'm a, I'm asking the question not to like you know take him down a couple notches. I'm no, just no, asking it because it's like you really got to think about that. He's a tough player to manage because he's in a range of a lot of good big men. You know, there's some big men that people are down on this season, like Chris Bosh and Al Jefferson. There are some guys like you know Horford and Abaka. There, there's a lot of them in there. So you have to determine where does he sit. I don't think this is a guy I won't own on any team because he's not going to probably make it to the third round. I have him. I've been doing, you know, like I can just tell you guys right now, probably my top 200, he's going to be sitting in the third round for me, which is just, it's not going to get me him. So, you know, there, there's no, there, there's just no way he, I'm going to be rostering O-rank him. O-rank is 18 right now. That's what I'm saying. 18 is his O-rank right now. I don't necessarily disagree if I was on the wheel and I had, you know, the last pick in the second round and first in the third. That would, that would make sense. That would be a good spot. I just question if he would be there, but he, but he's worthwhile. How about the other guy though that we talked about? Uh, we just mentioned is Paul George in our polls that we asked you guys to go and vote on on episode fifty one, which was the Yahoo and ESPN ranks analysis show. One of the questions was, "What round are you taking Paul George in?" I I gave people first, second, third, or fourth. First off, Bogman, which round do you think won? Third. Third round did win. What? Let me just randomly ask you: What percentage do you think it was? Because you're not looking. Seventy-five mm, percent. Wow, that's impressive for you. Sixty-three percent of people that voted said the third round is where they would take Paul George. Twenty-five percent in the fourth round, and only thirteen percent in the second round. So if you've got that guy in your league, he'll go in the second. But the third round is kind of the spot where you have to go. So I ask you this, Paul George in the third or Vuk in the second? Oh, I think I would rather have Paul George in the third. Hell yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I'm uh, in 100% agreement. Hell yeah. I want Paul George in the third. In the second, I'm starting to get into like, 
you know, of, of you know, a, a cost versus value perspective in the third round, I'm like, okay, I can handle this. I have two, um, I have two linchpins of my team. Now I'll take Paul George as Paul George is my second overall player. I'm a little, I'm just a little wishy-washy. So uh, I just thought that was interesting. 63% on our website said they would take Paul George in the third. So take that for what it is. Think he, about if uh, you had the first pick overall and you went AD Vooch, Paul George. <laughs> pretty solid, right? It's a pretty damn solid team. You have a really good opportunity at that. I mean, you might even have like AD Gobert and Paul George or AD <laughs> Gobert and Vuk. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, isn't that stupid? Uh, even more reason why the number one overall spot is that much more sexy this season. But the point about talking about Paul George here is, is I think Bogman and I both agree we're not going to be the people that are going to go nuts on Paul George's season. You're going to hear some people or read or whatever, you know, wherever you guys go to get your information that are going to be like, you got to get Paul George. You got to take him in the middle of the the second round. You got to take him at the beginning of the second round. Yahoo has him at 20. So he's kind of in the back end of the second round. I think from a perspective of building your team properly, if he's available in the very front couple picks of your third round, that is like a sweet spot to get him based on the risk. Yeah, yeah, I think that when, when it's all said and done and we see Paul George in the preseason, if he's looking good and strong, there is almost no way you get him there. But Oh, yeah, he could heal him. You're right about that. He sits out a couple games and you know, he gets in there for like 10 minutes and there's not a whole lot of highlights on him, then maybe you can get him in the third round. That's a great so, that's you know what I'm glad you brought that up because of all the players in what is this 25 to 16 where we both have him in this you have him at 14 so it's just a little bit out of it. He has the highest potential for helium to move into the first round pending how Oh he yeah, in the he's going to go up or down the most before the season starts out of all of these guys for sure. Yeah, well, unless somebody, you know, breaks their leg. So. Yeah, exactly. Let me ask you this this uh, one other one. I'm trying to look and see why I'm okay, now I see where you have him. And because I'm curious about what you think. Draymond Green. Draymond Green, yeah, Green came I on like talk about him too. Yeah, he came on like gangbusters last season. The triple double Maven. You have him at 18. I have him at 17. Really, his only like major fault is that he's not the best free throw shooter. So from that standpoint, and he doesn't shoot that many. Two and a half a game. It's not gonna kill you. So where do you sit on Draymond Green as far as like drafting this season? Because Yahoo currently has him at 25. So he would be in a 12 man. He would be the first pick in the third round. I think he's yeah, right in that range. Like he is, he's a third round pick wherever you want to put him. If you want to put him at, you know, 24 or 25, or if you want to put him at 36, he is a third round pick to me. And it's, he does everything. He does every single thing you want a player to do. Um, you know, he, he scores 11 points a game. Not great, but he boards eight, he gets you assists and he gets you over a steal and a half and just under a block and a half a game. He does all of those intangibles that you're looking for a player. Um, you know, you can find scoring in other places. You can go and take Emmanuel Moutier at guard and know that he's going to score a whole bunch of points. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Hopefully you're pairing him with, uh, you know, a couple big men that shoot a lot and shoot at a high percentage, you know. Um, but Draymond Green is a perfect type of player to have um, it, in any situation that you're in because he doesn't kill anything as far as percentages goes and he does a little bit of everything. He's a perfect type of guy to pair with anyone. I agree so, with all of those things and I have a couple a things He's a total punk ass and I hate his stupid guts. Really? But, oh yeah, I hate him. 
Uh, did you not watch the uh, you know the Western Conference Finals between Houston and Golden State? That guy's the worst. Oh yeah, yeah, so, I did forgot. But, forgot uh, Houston Rockets speaking right now. Right, right. But uh, he is he is a great guy to have in fantasy for okay. sure. So here is what I give to you: Draymond Green or Paul George in the third. Oh man, I know. <laughs> um. Well, you know, I'm a little bit risk averse, and the more like I am super excited for Paul George, and the more I think about it, the less I like him. So I think at this point, oh man, that's it. That's like a such a coin flip for me. Sure. I think I'm going with Green. I'm gonna go Paul George in the third because I was gonna ask you if you would have said Paul George. In the second, Draymond Green or Paul George, and you're obviously yeah, going to say green. easy, easy Green. One yeah, more. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be moving George down. One more for you, Draymond Green in the third, or Kawhi Leonard in the first. Oh, Draymond Green all day long. Okay, because I because I think that I one, like I like Kawhi too. I don't. Hate I know him. you do. I know you do, and that was the whole point of it. Because I think a lot of people would be like, "Wait, what? What?" But they, I mean, they are similar ish players yes yeah i think draymond green is a poor man's Kawhi leonard if if you're looking at it i mean without the free throw sure sure well without the free throws and um draymond green already boards better you know what i mean sure so yeah he i mean he does all the same thing so i'm just trying to prove a point where you know the the people out here with Kawhi leonard are going to say look at everything he does and you know go nuts how are they going to be but but uh Kawhi leonard's o-rank right now is eight He's eight. He's a first rounder. Draymond Green is sitting in the third round. If you had a choice between the two, I'm with you. I'm taking. I'm taking Draymond Green in the third. Yeah, yeah. I would much rather have Draymond Green. And, and the thing is, is you can't get Draymond Green and Kawhi Leonard together on almost any team because if you're taking Kawhi Leonard, you're taking him at the back of the first, and there's no way because you're not taking Draymond Green at the beginning of the second. No, there's too don't many do other that. players. Don't do that to yourself. Right. But there's no way you're getting Draymond Green at the back of the third, right? You yeah. don't think so, right? No, I, not at all. Not in the so, back end of the third. I really don't think so. If you did, there's no way you can pay, pair those guys unless you know you make a trade or you're in a points league or, or I mean, a, an auction league or something. Along you're probably those pairing a Draymond Green with more of like a um, like a LeBron, you know, or a, um, you know, maybe a James Harden. I mean, you're if you're getting him in the third, you're going to probably have one of the top three or four picks in the draft. Of the yes. first round, and then you're hoping to get him in the third. Otherwise, you know, it's just tough. It's just tough. At the beginning of the second round, I'm not sure I'm sitting there. But I wanted to give those comparables because I'm with you. I love Draymond Green this season. Third round is that pretty, pretty sweet spot. But, uh, I mean, what would you feel about – did we just talk about this? But what would you feel if you had the last pick in the second round and first and the third and you got Draymond and, pa- and uh, Paul George? Um, would you do that? Let's hmm. say you have AD. You have AD, and now you've take you've got a you can take uh, Draymond Green and Paul George. I'd rather have Vooch with either with either Green or uh, George. Okay, I wouldn't want George in. I wouldn't want George and and Paul and uh, Draymond Green together. Okay, I, I don't think. I, I think that's I, interesting. I think, I think you're risking a lot at that point. Interesting conversation to have in here. We both like Rudy Gay. That's somebody I would definitely target this season from that small forward, power forward position. I mean, he's position. just good. 
you know, he's just good. He, yeah. he's, uh, he gets to the line and he's great at shooting 85%. He's great at shooting from the, the floor for a guy that takes over 15 shots a game. He's still 45%. He shoots threes. He gets over 20 points a game. He, he boards six a game. He dimes almost four a game. Does great He'll stuff. steal you. He does everything. So why wouldn't you take Rudy Gay? Sure, it's exactly. one of those things. Where yeah. if you're looking around and Rudy Gay is there and you're like, oh, I don't know, just take Rudy Gay. He's yeah. awesome. I, I like him. All right, let's go uh, 15 to 6, and then we'll do our top five. Why don't you give your 15 to 6? 15 to 6 for me is Griffin, George. That'll probably change. We're going to bump George down a little bit. Uh, Ibaka, Paul Millsap, LaMarcus Aldridge, Carmelo Anthony, Jimmy Butler, Clay Thompson, Al Horford, and Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard at 6. Okay, nice. Uh, at 15, I have Serge Ibaka. Al Horford at 14, Paul Millsap, Blake Griffin, Kevin Love, LaMarcus Aldridge coming in at 10, at 9, Clay Thompson, 8, Carmelo Anthony, Jimmy Butler at 7, and the aforementioned Kawhi Leonard at 6. So All right, a, let's get this out of the way. Yeah, yeah, okay. Kawhi Leonard. Okay. He falls to, you're picking, you're picking on the wheel, you're picking 12. Okay. You take whoever at 12, whoever you want. Let's say, you know, you take uh, John Wall, whatever. Damian Lillard, whoever's there. Yeah, let me you look. Take, like, Kawhi, Yahoo has take, at 12, uh, Jimmy Butler at 12. You take Jimmy Butler at 12. You take Kawhi Leonard at 13? No. Do you take Kawhi Leonard if you're picking? Uh, that's, I, I, I want to say this. Um, <laughs> I want to know where he is overall for you. Okay. I, I know I know you haven't, we haven't broken it down like that yet, but... Uh, Here's my here's a God's honest truth. Off the top of your head, God's honest truth. If I'm at twelve and I had a choice, I have them right next to each other. Um, At the end of the day, if I had a choice at twelve between Jimmy Butler and Kawhi Leonard, I probably would take Jimmy Butler, even though I have Kawhi Leonard one spot ahead of him for ranking purposes. Um, My assumption is I'm assuming he's going to be gone at twelve, and that could change after I see a few things. But here's what I wouldn't do: I wouldn't take Jimmy Butler and Kawhi Leonard together. I would probably, if I was, if I had the last pick in the second round. Pending the team I'm putting together, I might reach for Rudy Gobert, to be honest with you, on the wheel. You took DeMarcus Cousins at eight. Oh. And in the second round, Kawhi Leonard yes. is still. Yes. Okay. Because we're getting into value there. Okay. I, like, All right. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm, I'm just I'm, I, I'm just trying to, to think out loud here. I just don't care for Kawhi Leonard in the first round. The, maybe the wheel situation might you know might sway me a little bit. I might actually take Kawhi Leonard on the wheel. But the scenario you just painted... Absolutely, all day, every day. Is there day. any way? I'm just trying to think here. Is there any way where you have a team constructed where you have Lamarcus Aldridge and Kawhi Leonard? Oh, two Spurs. I don't think I would do that to myself. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that to myself. I would, I would stray away from that for sure. I I'm really high on Jimmy Butler this season. Um, I mean, he the one. He's the one true king. Uh, he's the you know the, the actual guy to trust. Well, he's the most improved player yeah. from one season to the other. I I think Rudy Gobert is in that conversation too. But Jimmy Butler, everybody's like, well, I'm, you know, we're just waiting on it. We're just waiting on it, and boom, there it is. Yeah, I I love Jimmy Butler this season, and he's a guy like to be honest with you, I, I just like please don't give me the eight or nine or 10 spot in any league we do. I really, I'm maybe eight, eight is fine actually, because I love DeMarcus cousins in that area, but like, don't give me nine or 10 or 11. That's really going to suck for, for what I want to do. Because at that point, I think I'm going to be reaching and I, you couldn't 
put your, I wouldn't put myself in an, in an Aldridge, Kawhi Leonard situation. I, I just have to survey the scene. If I am at 11, you know, maybe I would. If I was sitting at 11 and it was like, you know, Kawhi, Butler, Clay Thompson, LaMarcus Aldridge, and, you know, Al Horford, I, I might take Kawhi Leonard, to be honest with you, at that point, hoping I'm going to get Butler or Clay Thompson coming back, even though I just said I probably wouldn't do that. It just depends on the players that are there. I don't think I've prepped myself enough for that back-end scenario. I, <laughs> I don't you know, want man. it so bad that you don't want it so bad that you're just ignoring it altogether. You're just like, that's not going to happen to me. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Positive thinking. I'm not going to get that back pay. It's, it's a secret, man. If I, if I don't <laughs> think it's going to happen, I don't think it's true. It's not going to happen. I just don't want to put myself in that situation. He's good. Kawhi Leonard's good. There's no doubt. But the 31 minutes a game, LaMarcus Aldridge is there. They're going to have, I, I just, I don't want, I just don't want Kawhi Leonard unless it was a scenario you painted where I'm getting him at like, 15, 16, or something like that. Like, and that's okay, I guess. Okay. Well, okay. Let me ask you about this guy because I'm very curious as to where a lot of people are going to be putting him, but it's Carmelo. I mean, Carmelo is a stud. We know that. You know, he, he shoots the ball. He's everything that Kobe used to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a great <laughs> like, statement. He shoots the ball well. He he uh, he free throws well. Uh, he, does, he does everything pretty good. I mean, and he doesn't even turn the ball over at – and abs- absurd rate. You know, he's not averaging four turnovers a game like LeBron. You know, two and a half, two to three a game for Carmelo, for a guy that handles the ball as much as he does. Shoots threes, he scores, you know, close to the top of the league every single year. Um, he boards, he dimes, he steals. He'll even throw you a block every once in a while. But he's coming off surgery and an injury plague season that really got ugly you know, at the end where everybody's like, well, we're just waiting for him to get shut down. And it finally happened. And a bunch of people had to dump him. Um, you know, some stupid uh, podcast host took him for a lot of money <laughs> in their auction draft. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. So <laughs> what? Um, <sighs> and it's because my Internet out went out and I missed LeBron, uh, Durant. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Actually, you're right. That did happen. I mean, Durant got hurt too, but I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, with Carmelo, give me a 1 to 10 risk assessment on Carmelo for the 15-16 season. One being what? Least risk? One being least risk, 10 being the most risk. Um, I don't know. I think I think Carmelo, from a risk standpoint, is like a 5. I don't think he's Kobe Bryant. I don't think he's like Kobe Bryant, Derrick Rose, like an 8 or 9. I think he's a, a 4 or 5. Yahoo has him ranked at 11. So they're putting him as a first round. I I don't think I'm opposed to him being like a wheel pick. I think he's a good wheel pick. I mean, you could do Kawhi Leonard and Carmelo, or you could do Jimmy Butler and Carmelo or something like that. Like, I'm not adverse to it. Uh, He's a high-scoring point guy. He's going to be the guy. He does everything. He just wasn't healthy last season. It's not. I don't think that's going to stick around with him. So he could get underestimated. He's an awesome guy mid-second round to take. You know, if you took uh, your scenario, if you went and took DeMarcus Cousins, you know, at eight, and then you come back around and Melo's still there, I think that's a good spot for him. I think he's a guy that you can put with, with any team. It's just yeah, I agree with you, you want to. You know what I mean? That I think that's what Carmelo comes down to everybody, is do you want to own the guy who is so overwhelmingly the only scorer on his team he's going to be so dependent on and he'll change um, a little bit this season with a flalo and Lopez. Oh, let me ask you this, Bogman. Leonard in the first, Mello in the second. Mello in the second for Easy. me. And I and I like Leonard. I don't like him, you know, I don't like him like Gallagher likes him. 
Um, but uh, but I think I'd rather have Carmelo in the second. Where are you taking Clay Thompson right now? Where where does where does he end up sitting for you in that just Clay. incredible season that he had last uh, last year? He is sitting at thirteen, first pick in the second round. He's a wheel pick. What do you do with Clay Thompson? I I take him. I take him uh, high second. That's I, I'm I'm hoping that I can go and take Chris Paul at like six or seven, and then take a guy like Clay Thompson oh. it, uh, in the the second. Clay Thompson that, or that's Carmelo how I Anthony? Want to pair my team up. Clay Thompson or Carmelo Anthony? Clay. Second round. Yeah, Clay. Clay for me. I have them right next to each other. Clay Thompson right below Carmelo. That may also be one that I change. Um, the the three point one Who threes else a game. Three threes yeah. a game. He's just amazing. You know, he's still got three assists. The re- if, if he could get those rebounds to like five, you know, I would he- like a thank you on air. By the way, oh, because I didn't trade him in the keeper league. Yeah, and yeah. I and who convinced you to, yeah, yeah. to to not trade him? You did. You you convinced me. Someone didn't trade me a guy that I wanted. I actually wanted uh, Nerlens Noel in a league, and I couldn't get him. And I had Clay Thompson, and I kept him, and uh, and it kind of panned out for yeah. me. Yeah. So with Clay, man, I mean, what what does he not do? He does every single little thing that you would want. He shoots three threes uh, a game. He scores points. He he boards a little bit for a guard. Uh, he dimes. He steals. He block blocks. A game, yeah. He does everything so um he's a he's just he's such a complete player there's nothing to not like about clay and uh and he also is super elite in threes and scoring and i'm with so, you he I, i'm all in on taking him on the wheel i'm all in the, uh, a guy that you're not all in on and you've never been all in on nope. is surge and <laughs> i still like surge man i know he had a little bit of ugliness from last season but I mean, they're going to pull him away from the perimeter. They're not going to need threes anymore with uh, KD back and Westbrook back. And Cantor's so, there, by the way. And who? And Cantor is there, by the way. Yeah, it, it, so he's going to be up around the front of the rim now, scoring points there, getting more boards, and way, way more blocks, too, even though he still averaged two and a half per game last year. And uh, Andy steals, Andy boards, Andy scores points. He can shoot the three. He's really good from the line. He doesn't shoot a whole bunch of them, but he's still really good from the line. And he's over uh, 475 from the field. There's a lot to like about Serge, but he is your ultimate meh player. Totally. Because he doesn't do one thing. Well, I mean, he does block pretty amazing. Yeah, you, but he you, you nailed it, dude. The, the, he is the total meh player to me because he's 16 overall on Yahoo, on Yahoo. Don't know where he is. Everywhere else we'd have to take a look. But, I mean, he's a mid-second-round player. If if I had the choice of Serge Ibaka in the mid-second round or Rudy Gobert at the top of the third round, give me Gobert. Give me Gobert. I'll take. I can get a lot of the same elite stuff outside of great free throws and maybe some of those threes, but I'm going to get more rebounds. I'm going to get more blocks. I might get more steals from a Gobert and a higher field goal percentage. I would rather that all day long than take Serge Ibaka in the second round. I'll take. Lo- I mean, I have these guys ahead of him. I'll take Love. I'll take There's Griffin. No way I would take Love over Serge. I'll take Griffin chance. ahead of him. Uh, I'm I'm in. Love's going to have a, a a better season this year. I'm. I'm not taking. I mean, I don't really want any of those guys in the mid-second round. Definitely not Abaca, though. All right, I still like Abaca. I know you so. do. I mean, you have him at 13. I have him at 15. So it's not that much. But you know, tier-wise, they're, they're it's definitely not a that tier much. Way. But when when we talk about it, it's a whole lot. Yeah, you're right about that. That's one of those guys. Like I have him ranked at 15, but no, I'm good. 
No, thank you. All right, let's move into the top five, Bogman. Give me your top five. Uh, Cousins, LeBron, Durant, Harden, Davis. Uh, just copy paste. That's that would be <laughs> mine too. I was interested to see where these would lay out. I mean, those five are obviously going to be in here. I was just curious if uh, you know you might have a guy flip flopped here or there. Those are the standard. Though I know some people have James ahead of Durant because of injuries this season. But there's no doubt you have a top eight pick. One of these three guys you can have in there. You can have and you can feel great if you have one of these five. Now, let me ask you this. Um, how far ahead do you have Durant over LeBron? Um, are we like talking a, razor thin? Or are we talking different tiers? How, how are we talking? It's, uh, I mean, <laughs> it's tough. Like tiers, possibly. Like Kevin Durant is going gonna, is gonna to be my top four, like overall. That's okay. I, I'm very aggressive on him this season. I really like Durant. I took Durant in our auction uh, Roto World draft. He was my first pick. And I'm very comfortable with him. I've, I've bumped LeBron down. They're not next to each other, but I'm not saying LeBron is garbage. If I had, if I was in the top six and I can get one of those two guys, that's fantastic. But it, it, it is Durant over LeBron. LeBron's going to sit a tiny bit more this season. Maybe not crazy. 36 minutes a game last year. Maybe he plays 34. Kevin Love might come on a little bit. We've got a lot of big men still sitting there. They need to rest him with Irving. So I'm not saying it's going to be dramatic and everything's going to change. You he know, could, LeBron has already played more playoff minutes than, like, uh, I think pretty much everybody but Jordan. Than Wilt Chamberlain has laid down pie? Yeah. Uh, he's played more playoff minutes than Wilt. Wow. So it, it's uh, it, it's pretty crazy. It's just the the guy has so much run uh, on his body. It, yeah. It's insane. Like, having like, the conversation, like, like I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, Dur- I don't want to make people think like, oh, it's Durant over James 4,000 times over. No, no, it's not. They're close. Like if I had the fourth pick, I would take Durant. But then if it went five and I could get LeBron, that's cool. That's fine. I, I wouldn't be uh, disappointed about that at all. So they're not that far off. I mean, what about you with Durant and James? Are they different tiers? Um, No, they're not. And they would be if I wasn't worried about Katie's foot and, and the injury. And I know our, our boy, Mike Gallagher put out a nice article about why you shouldn't worry about the injury. I still do. It's still a foot injury. These guys run miles and miles every single night. And, uh, you know, when you're dealing with the foot injury, those things can be reoccurring. Look at all those giant big men. Look at Yao. Yao had to retire because of a foot injury. So, you know, I, mine, they're not different tiers simply because of the injury. If they were, I think that um, if if I wasn't worried about Durant's injury, they would be in different tiers. But I can tell you just off the bat, I highly doubt I'll own either one of them. Really? Well, because you're really high on Chris Paul this season. That's I am. something that I am show really up. high on Chris Paul. So, and I think there's red flags to go with both of these guys. Just like you said with LeBron and sitting, and you know, just being older and so many, many, many miles. Like I think sports science did a thing on LeBron and he's, he's the closest thing on this earth. There is to Superman. Like there's no way he should be able to keep playing at, at the pace that he does. So it's, it's kind of ridiculous. And I hope it all doesn't come tumbling down. I mean, it's one of the most amazing athletes we'll ever see in our lives. Can you believe we're and, at that point? We're at that point. You, you just made a statement, and that I think it's interesting. I think people are going to sit on. We're at that point where we're waiting for the shoe to fall for LeBron. Now we're going to every season. We're going to be sitting here, and be like, "Is this a year, man? Is this a year where yeah. he tumbles down?" Yeah, and I think we're kind of at the very start of that, but it's it's going to start somewhere. And then with 
Kevin Durant, like, you know, you put you put Carmelo at a five, right, with the injury? Uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. The risk? Yeah, yeah, five, I, five range. I would put Durant at probably at least a six for me. Wow, really? I'm, I'm afraid, man. Like, I don't want to lose my first overall pick at, for an extended period of time. I know every, it's an 82-game season. Every guy gets banged up. A lot, of, Most guys are going to miss a couple games. There's not many guys that play 82 games. I mean, hell, even AD played 68, and he's our number one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, but James played 81. You know, uh, even CP3 did play 82. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins was hurt. Uh, Kawhi Leonard missed games. You know, every single guy up here comes with some type of risk to me, except for Curry. Curry is really the guy to me that doesn't have a risk, which is very strange to say from two or three seasons ago. Sure. But is that Curry's it, the safest guy on the board. And it's funny, you kind of made the, uh, in a point where I don't worry about it so much because all these guys miss time. I'm looking at this sure. list. My top 10 forwards. Only one guy played 80 minutes. The next guy played 77. Then it keeps just going down and down and down. I would put Durant, for me, at like a three. I'm just not going to worry about it. I'm not going to stress on it because I could go take LeBron James and he could miss 50 games. I could take Harden and he could miss uh, a thir- three-fourths of the season. I'm going to go with a guy who was up any until— Any guy could miss any amount Up until of last year, Kevin Durant was the number one overall pick. So right. I know the talent's well, there. He was the best player in the league for five years running. Yeah. And I'm not saying I won't take him. I'm just saying that I'm high on CP3 this year, so I don't see myself owning either one of those guys. I highly doubt that anybody else is going to take CP3 over Durant or or um, James. What do you and think? I will. What do you think about Cousins though? Cousins is a guy when we in uh, the article we were talking on uh, the the fantasy black book. Um, Mark. We had uh, the argument that we were making, and I was making was like having a top eight pick is freaking awesome this year having a top eight pick yeah you're locked in cousins belongs in that area but where do you sit him is he the eighth because of your feelings with like a chris paul or does he sit in higher? i i think he's pretty fairly eight you know what i mean like he he's he's seven or eight at least and uh i mean cousins does everything but shoot threes every and everything good right and the the only thing that you don't like about cousins is if you're nine cat you're losing a lot of turnovers. He turns the ball over more than anybody else for a big man. It is surprising. You know, he averages more turnovers than LeBron does. So Mm. that's kind of surprising. But, I mean, over, you know, he's almost uh, two steals in two blocks a game. He's a steal steal and a half and over a block and a half a game. I mean, the only person to rival that is AD with three blocks a game and a steal and a half a game. So... Uh, and the, the, he boards better than almost anybody. Like he's just he's so much better than the Drummonds. Dude, and the value uh, of him at know, eight, the value of him at eight is just like insane. It's so good. It's really, really good. He is a, an amazing player. Yeah, I mean, I'm taking him between you know seven, I, not any higher because everyone knows I love Russell Westbrook. I'm not. And as he high. seems to have his head screwed on right. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, you know, there's still times to times where you're like, come on, man, what are yeah. you doing? But it's never like uh, it was two two seasons ago where you're like, this guy is going to be out of the NBA if he doesn't get his act straight. So he seems to take have taken that Brandon Marshall kind of positive turn in his life. And thank so, God. I, I would definitely be bullish yeah. on DeMarcus Cousins, especially if I missed out on like the KDs. You know, to be honest with you, 
you know, if I if I was like five or six, I wouldn't be opposed to moving down to like uh, seven or eight to get you know to to target a Demarcus Cousins or something like that in the draft to have a a, a sooner pick in the second round. And then obviously the the consensus number one, we you and I can both feel good about it that early on, you know, we came on our podcast and we said. Anthony Davis is the number one overall guy. Now it was yeah. at the expense of Kevin Durant going down, but even in it, you know, we were pretty clear cut and talked to a lot of people and it helped some people out saying, take Anthony Davis and don't worry about it. Now he did get, you know, he missed a few games or whatnot, a but he was double, insane. double three blocks a game. 53% you sound from like the Obama. Do this field. as Obama. Uh, Anthony Davis shoots 53% from the field. 80% from the line. He will get you a double-double with three blocks and a steal and a half game. What is on to like about this man, I ask you? <laughs> Thank you, Mr. President. That was very good. Uh, it, everything you said is uh, it's, it's nails on. And guess what, by the way? He's working on his threes. You know, yeah. He goes and adds threes Alvin to Gentry. it. <laughs> get out of here. Get, get the hell Alvin out of here. Gentry. I mean, more pace means more everything, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, more points, more boards, more blocks, more steals, more assists. Um, you know, maybe a worse field goal percentage. I'll tell you, shooting threes. there's no easier position in any draft. Sometimes it's not the case in some sports, but in basketball, having the number one overall pick could not be easier. Um, I know um, one of the other polls we had, I'll just talk about it. Well, I'll talk about it in the next episode where we asked, who are you taking after 80 goes? We'll, we'll talk about it in the guard episode, but um, it wasn't like consensus, but there was definitely one person they're taking where if I were to ask who's your number one overall pick, it should be 100% AD. He's the guy that you 100%. take. Yeah, and, uh, and as we proved to you talking about what you can do in the second and third round, it looks even better with the players that you might be getting on the wheel in the second and third round. So uh, easy, easy peasy for your uh, forward or center, which he falls into, Anthony Davis. Do it up. There you go. There is the episode. Those are forwards. That's a lot of stuff we just talked about, but it should be helpful uh, in your process. Make sure that when uh, you're checking out this episode, you're looking on the article page for the ranks that we just talked about and be on the lookout for updated ranks. We're going to have a cumulative rank that's going to be coming out and we will be updating as, as you heard, you know, in the midst of the episode, there are things that are going to be changed as we sit here and talk about it. You know, sometimes that happens. Like we can all sit here and write and do our stuff, but then when you physically get out and talk about it. And then when you start doing mocks, some things, some adjustments are going to start happening where, you know, Bogman's sitting here talking about Paul George and he's like, oh yeah, you know, I think he is going to go down a little bit. And for me, I, I probably just inherently need to move Leonard down a little bit just on Kobe. My, you need to move Kobe down. Don't yeah. forget about Kobe. <laughs> yeah, that was your clear cut one. Um, Tomorrow, remember, it's a guard episode. On Thursday, you got the top 200, which now you get to see where all these guys lay out with the mock draft on Friday. If you guys want to join in those listener leagues that Bogman uh, had mentioned and I mentioned, all you got to do is rate and review us on iTunes. There's a, what do we say? There's already like close to like a third full. Yeah, we're close to a third full. So um, yeah, get get in get in while the getting's hot, everybody. Do it. Uh, send me an email, scottbogman at gmail.com and let me know that you have rated and reviewed us on iTunes and uh, I will put you on the list and we're going to get times and dates from our commissioner's probably in the next two or three days here, and I'll be sending out those emails for everybody to choose their time and date. And the time and date is first come, first serve, everybody. So obviously, Balaban picks first over everybody. Um, and then after that, everybody else in order. So And you just you uh, got to roll with it. One of you guys are going to win a, a ring from officialfantasyrings.com in the Satellite League. The person with the best record and the most points, if you know, there's a couple people that happen to have the same record. The one with the most points, that will be the winner. They're going to win a ring. And then uh, later this week, we will give you info on how to play the 
play in the one-off this year Champions League, which will also be acknowledged on the Hall of Fame page, which if you want to go take a look at it now, you might see a guy that you've heard of named the Welsh as last yeah. year's champion of the ITL Fantasy Basketball League. No big deal. Thank you guys so much for uh, choosing us as one of your podcast habits. I know you guys don't list, just listen to one, but if you do and it's us, you are amazing. Hit us up on Twitter, interact. We want to help you guys. We are here for you. But uh, let's all take a breather and then let's do the guards tomorrow. Phrasing. Guards tomorrow. See ya. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.